And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. That's right. It's not just me. I also have John hanging out with me. And for those of you that are longtime listeners, you know John is the guy that will tell you to never eat your seed corn. You heard me correctly. Never eat your seed corn. Now, to a lot of you, that means absolutely nothing. To some of you, that means the world. And by the time we're done with today's radio broadcast, it should mean the world to you. And here's why. A lot of times when I come out on this radio show, you get the perspective of a guy that spent 27 years in the United States Army. Yeah, I did. I did my time in my career, trading time for money, keeping the bad guys away from us so that we could have the lifestyles that we enjoy in this country. And as many of you know, I got to the end of that particular lifestyle and I found myself in retirement, but it wasn't the kind of retirement that I expected. It wasn't the retirement that my financial planner had laid out for me. The retirement I found myself in was in a position where I had no job. I was trying to live off of one third of what I had been earning when I was serving on active duty. And I found myself scrambling, trying to get back into the workforce. That's that's what many military retirees go through. Not all of them, but many of them do. And I was amongst that group. Now, John, on the other hand, he's a completely different person. He is a completely different man who came from a completely different part of this country, who pursued a completely different field in school. But he was taught the exact same information I was taught, which was do good in school, get those great grades, get into a great college. He got into Texas A&M. OK, I'll say it. I think Texas A&M is a great college. I really do. And I, I never went to school there. So the fact that John went into that school tells me that he's 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 doing everything society has told him to do. He he gets out of college. He avoids the military. Now, how you go to A&M and avoid the military? I don't know. Maybe we'll ask him that on, on today's show. But he finds himself with a degree. And this particular degree is in petroleum engineering. OK, so when you have a degree in petroleum engineering, you, you really have two choices out of college. You can either go into the petroleum engineering world or into the world that utilizes petroleum engineers, or you can go do something else. Well, John found himself as a petroleum engineer. He found himself trading time for money, building a resume, building a career, putting money into something called retirement accounts. And, you know, everything seemed to be going great. I'm going to stop right now and I'm going to bring John onto the show because so far what we painted is this, this beautiful picture of John's life. He has done everything absolutely correctly according to how society told him to do it. He, he went to school, went to a great school, got, he earned a great degree. Not anybody can become an engineer. Trust me, they make it hard so that most of us get weeded out so that they can actually truly take the brilliant people and teach them the stuff they need to know. 
And then he, he didn't go into the workforce like, you know, selling insurance products or something like that. No, he actually went into the workforce doing something that he was trained to do. I mean, this is a guy that's, that's in the Gets It Club. He's done everything absolutely perfectly. So with no further ado, I'm going to welcome John back to the show. Hey, John, welcome back to the show, man. It's been a while since we've been able to hang out together. I know, Al. Thanks for having me, buddy. So you you've got this you've got this dream life, man. I mean, this is you you have achieved what what everybody told us what we were supposed to achieve, like when we were in high school, right? You you achieved all this stuff. What what could possibly go wrong with you having a dream life, as I described? Well, the the obvious thing, of course, is oil prices go way up and they go way down, Al. And it's great when they're up. And I was laid off three times during my career due to low oil prices. That, that all, you know, if he, like my son used to say, Dad, you got a sick feeling in your tummy when that happened when he was little. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good life. It's a very busy life. You're exactly spot on trading time for money. Al, like, I just didn't know any different lifestyle. You know, I grew up very middle class. Dad, the minister, and mom, a part-time nurse, and and you completely described my initial outlook and for many years my outlook on life and how to how to get through life trade time for money i mean that's that's exactly what what i was taught i i think you know you and i came from very similar backgrounds although i grew up on the west coast you grew up in middle america we both grew up as americans we both grew up loving this country but we also both grew up watching our parents struggle to make ends meet and and our parents always put enough love and, and, and attention towards us in the form of wanting us to have a better life than the life that they had, right? Which is, which is part of the reason they gave us the advice that they gave us. Is, would, would you agree with that? Absolutely right. You know, the, all the values and, and dad and mom, to a large extent, put us through college. You know, the rest of it was working summer times and Get out with no debt, and uh, boy, the future is, is yours to grab then. Yeah, and as long as we don't have, like, you know, fluctuations in oil prices or meltdowns in the economy or, you know, we go to war for, like, 20-some-odd years or, you know, we let some guy like Putin destroy our economy, everything should just work out swimmingly well for us, correct? <laughs> That's right, yeah. You know, there's, there's some external things that we just can't do anything about. Um, we do the best we can our lives and then teaching our kids the same values that were instilled in us as they grow up and uh, you know the american dream yeah well that's 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 what we're taught exactly and we do what we're taught hey if you're just joining me you're not just joining me you're also joining john and john is a lifestyles unlimited member that you will have an opportunity to meet when you become a member of lifestyles unlimited you can't help but get to know this guy. He's kind of like a, he's like a cultural icon within Lifestyles Unlimited. And here's why. This is a guy that did everything he was told to do by people that he respected and admired. Just, just the same way I did. Just the same way I'm sure you have done. And then we each get to a place in our lives where we've been doing everything faithfully. And all of a sudden, something occurs. Something happens in life that, that we have no ability to control. No ability to control at all. Kind of like what's going on with the economy right now. You and I, we don't have any ability to control that. 
all we have the ability to do is to monitor it, measure it, and then make good business decisions based on the information the economy is telling us. Well, John went to work as a petroleum engineer. And he went to work for, well, can we, can we say you went to work for, for, for a fairly big firm? Is that fair to say, John? I always worked for independent operators, uh, and that was intentional on my part because I wanted to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond, I guess. So that was intentional. Okay, so, so yeah, so when I'm thinking bigger, I'm thinking like those, those big, massive names that you see on everybody's street corners. But, but really, you're working for guys that are a lot more specialized, correct? Yes, I wanted to do a lot bigger variety of things, and that's that's why smaller companies appealed to me. And those those smaller companies, they don't, they don't have those those massive different, you know, uh, what are the way they call those profit centers, where if they screw up over here, they can be bolstered by what's going on over there. You're working for a firm where they they pretty much need to get it right. Is is that fair enough to say? Spot on. You eat what you kill. <laughs> Exactly. So if, if you're not good at what you're doing, you ain't killing nothing. In other words, you're going to find yourself in the unemployment line, correct? That's it. Okay. Talk to me about what happened to you in 2000. What was going on in the year 2000? Now, I, I know you were, you were gainfully employed. You've probably got at least 10 years into your career. And all of a sudden, the Y2K kind of shows up, right? What was going That's on true. in your world? You know, the, the the lucky thing was that when oil is high, stock market doesn't tend to do as well and vice versa. So although I suffered through 2000, 2008, 1987, all these big downturns, I never really worried about the stock market so much because my employment tended to be more secure then. It was kind of counter-cyclical. Um, that was that was a good thing. But as I got older, I realized, of course, that, hey, one of these days, John, you're going to be living off that nest egg. You know, I had that middle-class mentality of save up as big a pile of money as you can and then gradually spend it down in retirement, um, effectively hoping that you die before your money runs out. And that always bothered me, but I never knew another way until my brother introduced me to lifestyle. Yeah, because, I mean, up, up to this point, you were you were young. You were making really good money, especially when you consider your peer group. Um, petroleum engineers tend to make more money than your typical business major does in their thirties. It's it's just the way it is, and you know, depending on what industry and, and those kinds of things. So you're you've got that four hundred one k in the background. Your financial planner is handling all that stuff for you. You don't have to worry about all that garbage. All you have to worry about is what's right in front of you on your dashboard, which is your family and your career, right? That's it. So what caused that to go off the rails for you? What exactly happened that made you realize that maybe that bag of money was a lot more important than you were giving it credit for? You know, that that, that idea, that philosophy of saving up as big a pile of money as I could, it always bothered me. But I didn't have a solution to it. Um, the solution to it came when my younger brother, one of my younger brothers, Carl, who was a member of Lifestyles in Houston, introduced me to to the idea of buying and, and holding single family and, and duplexes, that sort of thing. Um, initially, Al, I looked at it as a diversification. You know, you've got some cash on hand in case something happens, got a whole bunch of money in the stock market. 
And so I looked at it as kind of the third leg of a three-legged stool. Um, I did not join Lifestyles when my brother first introduced me to it. We partnered on some single-family properties down at College Station. But I, I rocked on for several years, a few years after that, before I thought, you know, I really need to go check out the group that taught my younger brother how to successfully invest in real estate. So I started investing with him in 2010. The next year, 2011, I recognized there were foreclosures everywhere in DFW that were just carpet and paint kind of rehabs, nothing really wrong with them. So I bought, uh, let's see, I bought seven of those in 2011. I figured even an Aggie can't mess it up if you're paying all cash for them. I had no idea that that was a horrible mistake until later when I joined Lifestyles in 2014. So that's kind of how it got started. It was just kind of the third leg of the three-legged stool. But as I saw how well it worked, I took more and more and more money out of the stock market and put it into to, uh, primarily multifamily passive investing. And uh, it's, it, it worked tremendously well, Al. As, as, as you know, I was able to replace a mid-six-figure engineering salary in only two and a half years. And I retired then. I retired five and a half years ago, Al. Can you believe that? I absolutely can believe that because about five and a half years ago, I had started listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited real estate radio shows on, on the radio, and it started getting my attention too. And literally five years ago, almost to the day, John, I went to the San Antonio offices and I sat through a free workshop with my son, Jonathan. And I was, I was super skeptical. I really just thought this was just more mumbo jumbo designed to take more money out of my wallet. Right. So I, I went there and I listened to what was presented and as, as much as I wanted to blow holes into the information I couldn't. I mean, everything that they were teaching me was was sound advice. I mean, was was that the ta- the type of experience that you had back in 2014 when you became a member? It, it really was. It was intriguing to me, and I had the advantage of my brother was doing it successfully, you know, so I had a, a, a great referral there as well. Um, I just I just didn't realize at that time when I joined how well it was going to work. But, you know, like you, Al, I was skeptical. I actually attended the free workshop twice. <laughs> sure you I had to go back. To, well, that's right. You are an Aggie. You are an Aggie. Exactly. So you did have to go back twice. Yeah, I know. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm going to get hate mail. You know I'm getting hate mail now, right? <laughs> it's so fun to pick and play about all that. <laughs> it's, it certainly is. But... Yeah, but here's but to, to your point, to your point, I now I'm going to I'm going to put words in your mouth. And I know that's that's not sanitary, but I'm going to do it anyhow. I think that you went back the second time, John, because the first time it seemed like maybe it was a little too good to be true. So you went back the second time to see, OK, what are they going to switch up? And I think I know the answer, John. They didn't switch anything up. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. You allowed 15,000 members into your sandbox. Thank you. And so that speaks volumes. So for that and as a family. So you know why I did that? Everybody always asks, why did you do this? Because I was an ugly kid. 
My parents used to have to put a pork chop around my neck so the dog would play with me. And so I always wanted to have friends, and I figured if I could make people rich, they might be my friend. Join Dell and his successful friends. Start with the free online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to the show. You know, I'm looking at uh, what the stock market did last week. And, you know, the, the stock market is really trying to dig itself out of a hole. But as most of you know about me, I don't invest in the stock market anymore. I, I got out of the stock market in, after the, the 2008 meltdown um, just because everything was melting down. And I really lost all belief in this whole retirement thing. I really thought that all this stuff that you and I are supposed to do for retirement. Well, it was all just hocus pocus mumbo jumbo. And I was just watching all this so-called wealth that I had been working so diligently to build a road. And, and I'll tell you, I got, I got fed up with it. I totally got fed up with it. I was serving in the United States army at the time. So I was, I was on my way to earning a pension. I had not earned that pension at all. I had to serve at least 20 years on active duty to get that pension. And I certainly wasn't to that point in 2008, but I'll tell you in 2008, I threw up my hands and I said, I, I, I just don't know what to do anymore. I really just don't know what to do anymore. So my retirement game plan just kind of fell back to, well, that pension, at least that pension's not being damaged by what's going on in, in all these different markets. Now, John, the reason I bring up that story in my life is I know that you've lived through several stock market corrections. I, I know you've seen your 401k turn into a 201k. And I know that you know people that are still in the industry that you used to serve in that are probably watching the exact same thing going on in their lives. What advice would you have for those individuals that, that are younger than you that are still in petroleum engineering that a year ago thought that, you know, everything was just absolutely hunky dory with regards to the stock market. We had just survived a major pandemic. The stock market fell, but it came roaring back and it just seemed like nothing could derail this market. What advice would you have for those younger up and comers in your former industry? Two pieces of advice. One that I always gave to younger engineers. You're going to ride an all-price roller coaster. You had better have a bunch of cash reserves to carry you through those times. You will be laid off during your career. The second piece of advice comes from the last several years, Al, and that is at least do yourself a favor and check out lifestyles and real estate investing. That has been, as you well know, the absolute key to my early retirement. Yes, in 2014, you became a member. In 2017, prior to, to me joining, you found yourself retired after doing everything you were taught to do by Lifestyles Unlimited. You just went to work refocusing your energy and your assets, found yourself in retirement at two and a half years later. That's about the time I came on the scene. That's the time that I joined Lifestyles Unlimited. And that was one of the first times that I had an opportunity to, to well, I, I won't say to meet you at that moment, but it gave me an opportunity to be exposed to you because I think you were doing a, one of those things we call a case study. 
and uh, you you were just you were just talking about how things have been going for you through through the the two and a half years three years you had been a member and you were you were giving me advice that I needed to hear even though you had no idea who I was sitting in the audience you were sharing with me information that was making a significant difference in my life. Now, I'm not going to put you on the spot and say, okay, do you remember exactly what you said that sparked my interest? But ironically, John, I know you so well now. I, I know exactly what you said because you do say the same thing. And I'm not calling you like you need to go, you know, get get that that psychological evaluation to see if you're still cognizant and stuff like that. I'm not saying that, John. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is you, you speak with one voice. Your message is is very, very clear. And it doesn't matter who is receiving the message that you send. It's always that same succinct message. So go ahead, John. Hit me with your message. Absolutely, Al. It has been the key to, to my success. Always be like a farmer. Never eat your seed corn. Always reinvest sales proceeds and cash out refinance proceeds. And that way, your income and your net worth will automatically continue to grow, even in retirement. How our net worth has uh, doubled since I've been retired because I've followed that philosophy. Very powerful. So when you say yeah. don't eat your seed corn, now, what, what, what I have to do, I, I have to remind you, John, we, we actually kind of moved outside of Texas as a company. So we're, we're kind of a nationwide company. Believe it or not, there are people in this nation that don't understand the concept of what, first of all, what seed corn is, because we don't have livestock where we live. And, and second of all, do you even feed seed corn to livestock? See, I'm from the West Coast. I need your help, brother. <laughs> I, I've never fed seed corn to anything, but what I mean by that is you, you, put, you make your initial investment in whatever properties it is. You end up getting quarterly distributions in multifamily typically, or you have cash flow every month in single family. And you'll reach a point where the value has increased enough that you, you have opportunity cost unless you sell or do a cash-out refinance and realize all the, the equity gains. When you realize those equity gains, take that increased amount of money and reinvest it in new property. Never eat your seed corn. Your original capital you put in is your seed corn. Never eat it. If you eat your seed corn, you don't have anything left to replant and continue this process. Um, you know, my dad is 92, actually just turned 93. I've got to do this for a long time to come, Al. So it, it is a sustainable model because you have gains when you sell or you take equity out with a cash-out refi. Always reinvest them in new properties. But that philosophy continues to serve me very well. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the same concept that, believe it or not, the United States Army follows in Germany when when we're out doing field training exercises and we may be occupying ground that belongs to, say, a, a farmer or something. And and then one of our one of our tanks accidentally, well, hits a cow and, and kills the cow. Now, some people will go, OK, it is what it is. Stakes for everybody. Let's move on. Right. But to that farmer. That cow represents not only earnings in the present year, 
It also represents earnings in future years because that cow will not only provide whatever that cow provides in the form of meat or whatever materials that we we process from that cow. That cow is also capable of producing future offspring. So whenever the United States Army kills a cow when we were doing maneuvers in Germany, there's always a huge price tag that goes along with that because not only are we compensating that farmer for the loss of the cow, we're we're compensating that farmer for the loss of everything that cow would have brought to that farmer's table. And I think that's the exact same point you're making, John, is that if if you're making money with your investments and you decide that you're going to take $100,000 out because you just can't wait to get that, that S-Class Tesla or whatever the government wants you to buy right now, as soon as you take that $100,000 out and, and you repurpose it into an asset that is actually depreciating and not paying you any income, you've just made a major blow to your future earnings, have you not? Absolutely right. That that philosophy of reinvesting your original capital plus capital gains, that's what makes real estate investing sustainable for the long term. Contrast that with the stock market. Stock market's up, you've got gains and all that. You can live off of it without eroding the original principle. But like right now, if the stock market's down and you're living off the stock market, then it becomes a a death spiral in a sense. It's not sustainable. There are Lifestyles Unlimited members that do have money in the stock market. And maybe they have money there for a very specific reason. Well, let me give you some examples. Del Wamsley, our founder and our CEO, he has money in the stock market. You know what he has? He has $2,000 that he put into an IRA that, I don't know, he bought into somewhere back in, in the 80s, back when that was that was the new thing. So he, he gathered together $2,000 worth of money and he stuck it in that IRA and he just kind of forgot about it. He just kind of forgot about it. And then he went about building this, this massive real estate empire that actually caused him to retire at the age of 34. And, and that IRA, well, it just kind of fell into the junk drawer of investing for him. He just kind of forgot about it until later on in life. And and now he just kind of looks at it from time to time because, first of all, it's insignificant in his life. If he were to cash it out, it would do nothing better for his life or nothing worse for his life than his life is right now. That's how insignificant it is. Now, another another Lifestyles Unlimited member that I know, his name is Bruce. He's a guy that I actually turned on to Lifestyles Unlimited. And I'll tell you what, he's been crushing it. He has been crushing it. He still has some stocks. And and when I asked him, so so Bruce, what are you hanging on to and why? He said, Well, it's 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 the a company that he first went to work for. So when when he first went to work for this company, and I won't tell you the name of the company, they offered like a stock option thing. So in other words, as part of your compensation package, you were allowed to buy shares of stocks and you were allowed to buy them at a, at a, a premium rate. In other words, you got a discount over what somebody like I could buy it for. And, and, they, and I think he even told me they would even match. So, so not only did you get a discount on the share, you got two for one or something like that. So it seemed like a really good deal, right? So especially to a, to a young guy, well, Bruce wasn't so young when he transitioned out of his Air Force career into his his current career, but 
he has money in the stock market and he and he's chosen not to mess with that money. And here's why it has a very specific purpose. Number one, if he were to actually sell all of that, that stock that he has, he'd actually lose money. He actually would, because that, that stock used to trade somewhere like around 400. It's trading around 200. OK, so in his mind, he would be losing money. But here's the real reason why he doesn't cash that in. Because one of the things that the Bruce is doing is he is investing in single family assets. One of the things single family asset uh, lenders want you to have is something called cash reserves. And you can bring cash reserves to the table in a myriad of different ways. Well, one of the ways you can bring cash reserves to the table is you can actually own stock and you could say, okay, hey, I've got X number of dollars in stock here. If I need that money tomorrow, I could just sell the stock because stock is something that is pretty liquid. I could get rid of it and then I would have my cash reserves. So that's the only reason Bruce still has that stock because it actually kind of satisfies two needs for him. Now, Dell's not on today's show. Bruce is not on today's show, but John is on today's show. So John, here's the question I have for you. Do you own any shares of stocks or, or any of those types of assets that you would acquire through a financial planner? I, I do, Al, but it's for a very similar reason to the gentleman you're talking about. Uh, I do occasionally uh, sign on multifamily loans as a key principle, and one of the requirements is to have liquidity, just as you described. The other reason is, very similar to that gentleman, I bought these, these stocks at a very low price back in most of them in 2008. They are legacy stocks that I would pay a lot of tax on maybe if I sold them now, but when I pass away, my kids will inherit them. With uh, a stepped-up basis, they won't owe any tax on it. You know, Berkshire Hathaway, Texas Instruments, you know, those things are going to be around forever. Their values go up and down, but I really don't care because it doesn't make any difference in my week-in, week-out life what the stock market's doing. Yeah, so to you, the stock market <laughs> is just something that you utilize to benefit your real estate activities. That's exactly what it is. It's back up for that when I when I serve as a key principal. So like, so when the when the stock market's up or down, you know, two thousand eight, you know, uh, this downturn. None of these downturns mean anything to me, really. They're just numbers on uh, on a statement, and I, I sleep well at night whether the stock market is up or down either way. So when you're thinking you want to increase your overall net worth by, let's say, I don't know, 100% in the next five years, you, you don't look to the Wall Street Journal for your advice. No, not at all. It's, it's, it's all about buy and hold rental real estate, residential. So, so where are you finding all these deals, John? I mean, I, I know you've been into like, you know, six billion deals. Okay, that's an exaggeration. That's an exaggeration. <laughs> I, I know you've been in probably well over 50 deals total, and I, I don't know, where, where are you currently sitting? Have you been divesting some of your deals lately? Where, what's your portfolio look like? Well, now I'm in somewhere around 30 multifamily deals as a passive investor. I've still got three of my single families. Um, yeah, there's been an incredible amount of sales over over the last year because the market has been so strong. 
Um, it's very easy, however, to redeploy that capital because I've made so many good friends and, and connections within the lifestyles community. It's just not difficult to, to keep that capital deployed all the time. What are your thoughts on what's going on with the 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 economics of our economy right now? I mean, the the stock market's down like thirty percent. It's it's trying to come back. I I made a statement on yesterday's show that I don't think it's coming back right now. I think y'all should buckle up because it's kind of looking like it still has another round of down to go. Um, where where are you guys at? from from a a lifestyle perspective i mean are you worried about the fact real estate is is going to crash through the floor because i mean that's that seems to be the new common thread coming out across the news lately right we've already we've already trashed the market we've already trashed our government let's trash real estate that's the new that's the new thing right yeah and it's a that's a that's a very short-term non-helpful outlook um you know, you need to always be investing in up cycles because they're good. You need to be investing in softer cycles because that's where you make a lot of money. You know, take, uh, for example, the, the single-family houses that I bought back in 2011. I'll give you a good example. That was a downtime. I had about $95,000 invested total in a house I bought then, including rehab. I sold it in October last year. For two hundred and eighty thousand dollars, because I bought during a downturn and it cash flowed like crazy all that time. Find the best deals you can at the time, and and invest in the best deals that you can find at the time, and you will be absolutely golden long term as long as you never eat your seed corn. Um, you know we're all surprised at how prices, how high prices are right now for real estate and very strong markets like Texas with all the job and population growth we have. But if you think back through the years, and especially listening to Lifestyle's friends of mine that have been members longer than me, think about Dell investing decades ago. The general trend is always up. And if you have a significant amount invested and do not eat your seed corn, you can ride out downturns, make great deals during downturns, and make good deals during up cycle. Just, just keep going. That's the thing. Be persistent. Keep going, and reinvest these gains. You'll be fine. So we've made it about halfway through 2022 so far. We, we still have another what? Yeah, five, six months to go. Whatever, whatever our calendar tends to tell us on today because you and I are so retired, so passive, you know, it's hard to read a calendar anymore. Would, would you agree? Absolutely, Al. But, you know, a friend of mine said his dad used to say, you know, retirement can be difficult because you never get a day off. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I never thought of it that way. Me either till I heard him say that. But I like yeah, it. This 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 always, is the better career, I think. <laughs> Yeah, continue investing. You know, stock market goes up, stock market goes down. Doesn't really matter as as long as you're not eating the stock market gains, right? Real right. estate investing is the same way, but you get much higher returns in buy and hold residential rental real estate than you do in the stock market. So, since since you're bullish on real estate, what parts of the country? 
are you focusing your attention on now? What what parts of the country do you see as the the up and coming areas where you want to park your money? Well, I'm, right now I'm scattered all through Texas. Um, I'm also invested in Phoenix and and uh, looks like I'll get in another one in, in Arizona pretty shortly. Um, I'm invested in Mississippi of all places because it was a it was a good deal by a person I knew well, liked, and trusted. And I've also got uh, investment in uh, in Atlanta. So, but fundamentally for me, the big thing is does that area have job and population growth? Is poverty not a big overriding concern there? And are those areas do they have landlord friendly? Uh, rules and regulations. That's the big. I'm not going to invest in California or New York. They're not landlord friendly. But there, there's, there's areas everywhere in the United States that are good to invest in. Man, I agree with you 100%, John. I wish I had another hour because we're at the end of the show. But I'll tell you what, when you're ready to sign up, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Let's get you signed up. Let's get you going. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.